D2 Heisman, Harlan Hill, right? That's what that is. Man. You're, you're, you're really field. digging. Cool. You're really digging deep here. You said dig deep. Listen, I tell our players all the time. I I have a hard time remembering that guy. Okay, that guy. Uh, I wear a couple different hats. Okay, this is Coach Jim. That guy was JT Money. It is impossible to anticipate where the two monsters, which suddenly appeared in the Atomic area, will attack next. If your power goes out, remain calm. Oh my One, let's go. Let's get it. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to episode six of the First Sip Podcast. On today's episode, we got the chance to sit down with our old ball coach, Coach Jim Terwilliger, who is the current head football coach of the East Stroudsburg University football team. He is a 2005 recipient of the Harlan Hill Award, which is the D2 Heisman. He's currently tied for first with the most touchdown passes in D2 history. And honestly, man, this guy held a super, super important role in the life of me and the life of Dikembe, how we developed as individuals, how we grew, uh, and is still playing an impact, which you'll see a little bit um, in the episode. So this was a very exciting conversation that we touched on leadership, and we really dug deep into his past and what makes him him. Albert? Great, great intro. Once again, <laughs> thanks, once again, man. Thanks, man. I'm trying to get better. You know, I think I think you got the people uh, hyped up here for a great one. They should be. This, I think, is our best episode yet. It's this is absolutely our best. No, no I, knock to our former guests. Well, well, my wife's episode was our best episode. I've uh, uh, every time. And disclaimer: I also ever. say that about every episode. So if you hear me say that in future episodes, nobody feel bad. But um, this one, this one right here. This is it. Yeah, this episode hits differently. Um, this was definitely our most motivational episode. 100%. Yeah, he's great. at. He's just got it down, man. And I'm happy we touched on a couple points like that with him. You know, when, when we were talking to him, being able to understand how he motivates the people he comes in contact with, whether it be consciously or subconsciously, and how we can each, you know, try to embody a little bit of that in our own day-to-day. So I think, you know, people who are listening... There's definitely going to be a few things you can take away from this, so I hope you enjoy. Yeah, truly. We just hope you enjoy. That's all. Um, We enjoyed. We had an absolute blast. Touched on leadership, his past, and we got ragged on a lot. So it it was good to sit down with the old ball coach, but more importantly, Deke, uh, what's on the agenda tonight? What are we sipping on, man? Mm, Something a little different today, and I tried to put the people on the other day. If you were watching my story... Some kombucha, little cavita. Which what, what's the flavor? Raspberry lemon. You want some? I do not. You you sure? I do not. I got some more in the fridge. I picked up a few bottles. I do not. It's it's fantastic. Good for your digestion. Yeah, it's good I for your not. stomach. Thank you. Full of uh, what's that? Live probiotics. I do not. I don't really know what a probiotics do, uh, really. But Me um, We're you have know, to have Alex back with my whole GERD thing. They say it's it's supposed to be good for it, and I feel good. And that's all that matters. That is all that matters. That's what we're here for. Yep. Is to feel better. Um, How about you, Bert? What you sipping on? (laughs) So today, uh, neither of us have coffee, so we're not holding true to the label, which is unfortunate. But I actually have pre-workout today. That's Uh, it. And and you know what? First sips can come in many forms. Yes, that's true. I think we should should touch on that for a quick second. Okay. Because maybe some people don't like to drink coffee. That's true. But maybe they like to drink tea. That's true. Maybe they like water. That's true. Maybe they like to slam a couple of Cokes during the day. 
Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that one on one. If that's your problem, go see Alex. That's true. Because uh, you need help. But yeah, you know what? We should just start expanding, expanding our first sippers. Yes. And we also need to really get going on the, the support and the locals around here initiative. We, yes. We got to start grabbing coffee from spots in Philadelphia and, and start rating them. And, and so on that, if you guys have any recommendations for some local spots that we should check out here in Philly, let us know. Absolutely. Football coach ever tell you anything? <laughs> Did he <laughs> ever talk to you about anything? We had to make sure we were doing it right. That's all. The audio had to be sharp. Difficulties, work out all the kinks. So That's we can do it right the first time. Back handspring out of bed. Yo, it's six o'clock this morning. Checking that, checking that audio. We've been on for five minutes, bro. Five minutes. Yelled at. We need this because <laughs> what do we talk about? This is how you get better, Albert. This is right. This, this is, is exactly how you get better. What we need to evaluate your process, baby. Yep. Yep. This makes. So what's going on, Twig? What's up, man? Good to see you guys, man. Yeah. You guys got great radio voices, man. I love it. Miss Miss Twig was going crazy. Although your first talk about who was the goat, uh, Miss Twig is uh, is a huge Tom Uh-oh. Brady fan. So you know anything against Tom, uh, she was not going for. So that was cool. So what do you think, man? What's your stance on it? What the greatest? Yeah. Go Taz. Go to all. You know, to me. Uh, that's probably the most difficult question to ask. Um, I think this generation uh, as a whole has been blessed to kind of see uh, kind of a renaissance in all sports. You know, we got to see Jordan, LeBron, Tiger, Tom Brady, Michael Phelps. There will be more to come. Uh, but to me right now, uh, you got to keep them within each sport because they're so different. Uh, like what Tom Brady did at 43 years old in a team sport cannot even be compared to an individual sport. There's just too, too many factors, you know? Um, so I, I think you look at greatest achievements, you got to keep them within each sport because each sport has a different parameters of success. Uh, so to me, the greatest of all time in football has got to be Tom Brady to do it for the longevity of time, the success he's had, is unbelievable, but each and every other sport, you know, you have to look at what your determining factor is for success. You know, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. So let fire away and we'll have a conversation. And all right, cool. Yeah. So, so we'll dive right in then. Um, and just to get it started, what's going on with the team? So how has COVID impacted the team? What you've been doing from a training standpoint, prep and, and what's it like as, as the head coach right now with the team? So I think this year with the team, when I look at it, it's been the most unconventional year of sports ever. Uh, You know, for us, we just started getting back to football related activities. So for about the last year, you know, we've been virtual. Um, Our school was virtual back in March, uh, right before spring break. They sent our players home for spring break and they'd never returned uh, not to be brought back to campus until January. Uh, We went in a phased in approach uh, with return to play. So our players actually got their first two weeks in the weight room. Uh, Last two weeks, we're building up to have a normal spring practice. Um, and it's been, it's been one of those years where it's kind of challenged everybody, not only the coaching staff, but also the players. We've had to rely on great uh, internal empowerment uh, with our players. I will also say this. One thing I've learned in this whole thing is you've had to pivot, adjust, 
every plan that you make, you're going to end up flipping it within hours and doing something else because the factors are just so different and nobody really has a game plan for what we're going through. And that's not just football. That's like everything. No one has the right answers here. So uh, to me, we surrounded ourselves and, and for myself at the Strasburg University football program, we have a great diverse staff of guys maybe that were a little younger. We have guys that have been around a little bit. We have people from different backgrounds, race, color, creed uh, that have been able to reach to, out to our players to make sure that they're okay health wise, mentally. I mean, if you're a football player in Albert and Dikembe, both of you guys were, were tremendous football players. You love the process. If we if we were, tremendous. I hope people, uh, the slowest, the slowest, the slowest wide receiver we ever have coached out there. I will say that. I hope Coach Triolo is on there because he really made chicken salad out of when we the last part there. But love that. So it's been it's been it's been a wild process, man. It's been good. So you, you said um, the Zoom workouts and everything. Are you watching them, Twig? Oh, absolutely. Or, so, okay. you, know, you know me. Uh, you know, That's what I'm, I was just curious about accountability. How's it been? Were you worried? Well, or Two things. And both of you have played for me. And both of you know kind of uh, the culture of workouts, culture of training, uh, the culture of the football program that, that you know, you got to you gotta feel it. You know, it's got to look a certain way, it can feel a certain way. You both know where I'm coming from with that. It's very difficult to do that over a computer screen, right? You know, it's yeah. it's been very difficult. So uh, to me, there's a little bit of a part of players running their own workouts, players being able to empower themselves to lead. The best leadership is internal leadership. I think both of you can relate to that. I think you guys and your football team that you played on maybe was one of the best I've ever been around. You guys didn't need to be pushed. You would have a practice on your own uh, if you could. You guys did a lot of workouts on your own, and great football teams have the ability to do that. Uh, East Stroudsburg University is a very young team, so I think tiptoeing into the waters, uh, it, it was a little bit of walking in faith and not by sight, but I think we're getting to that place where our guys understand what they have to do, and I It'll be exciting the next couple of years. Where are the guys coming from? So how's like, uh, <clears throat> I know you said you're all young. You got any guys from the area yeah, we do. on the team? Right quarterbacks now? from South. I'm sorry, guys. I know that, uh, that South, <laughs> South is terrible. Oh, That's so terrible. Oh, <laughs> sorry sorry for that. Our quarterbacks from South is named Jake Cirillo. Uh, he's, he's a pretty good player. He came in after you guys. I think he started as a freshman uh, the year after you guys finished. So he's been around for, for some time. He'll be a redshirt junior with an extra year. Um, we have a couple uh, players from the Valley, both of our running backs, uh, one's from Deeriff. In fact, um, you know, we played against him, uh, not your team, but we played against him. It was a good back. And the other, uh, Gunnar Anglovich is from Liberty. A couple wide receivers from Stroudsburg. I know that's another another tough thing for both of you two guys uh, to, you know. <laughs> We have a I shouldn't now. have even have asked, man. You know, yeah, it's, <laughs> the, the, the scary <laughs> thing. <laughs> I, don't, I haven't heard of one PV bear I, yet. I hate one to plus. tell you, Dikembe and Linares, we don't have one PV bear on the roster for the first time in a long time. You know what this means? It might be time for us to go back. We should. 
I have a we, fifth year of eligibility, and I still have the same frame. No, not to play, Albert. <laughs> no. Not to Albert. We are past those years. No, we have not. to go and start building the next generation. I, I think that they should ring this this podcast. Okay, get get Coach Triolo. He'll always be Coach Triolo to me. Get Coach Triolo to put this podcast over the loudspeaker during bear period. Okay, fire him up with yes. a passion unbeknownst to mankind. Okay, and get the next generation of Bears rocking and rolling. Because uh, the best guys that we've had in the last couple of years, we had Dakota, Dakota Everett uh, was, was an all-conference linebacker. Sekou was an all-conference linebacker. Jordan Walters was an all-American kicker, okay, for us. Um, you know, so we need to get the next generation of Bears because, you know, they, they understand the, the, the culture. Albert, we have a job to do. We do. We can't let the people down. We have to motivate the youth. This is what we're meant to do. Yeah. So, so talk about uh, top players, Twig. Obviously, it's cool to touch on accolades and and stuff you've done. <clears throat> what was it like, man? Um, D two Heisman, Harlan Hill, right? That's what that is. Man, uh, you're, you're <laughs> really digging. Cool. You're really digging deep here. You said they Listen, deep. I tell our players all the time. I I have a hard time remembering that guy. Okay, that guy. Uh, I wear a couple different hats. Okay, this is Coach Jim. That guy was JT Money. Okay, that guy back in that was JT Money. Okay, completely, completely different, completely different guy. Okay, um, it was it was really really a great time. We had some really good players that that were part of that team. It's sort of like when you have it. It, it was somewhere between raising hell and amazing grace. Okay, it was so much fun to practice. It was so much fun to play. Uh, we had guys that went to the NFL from that team. And uh, we broke a ton of records throwing the football. But, man, I, I have a hard time remembering what those days were like. Because um, you're, just, you're just pushing forward to, to get to tomorrow. So that was, a, that was good. It was a lot of fun to play. I will give you that. Yeah, but you, you dabbled NFL too, though. I had a cup of coffee. I had a morning step. sip uh, with, with the yeah. Minnesota Vikings. Uh, it was pretty cool. I'll tell you what. I, I am one of the few athletes or former athletes that, uh, when I was done playing, I was done playing. Like I, it, I had no problem hanging up the cleats and moving on to the next challenge. I know some athletes have a hard time with that. I can't relate to that because when I was done playing at East Stroudsburg, I wanted to be the best football coach there ever was. Um, so that next challenge was, was kind of a, a great motivator to, to just move forward. But, uh, I did go to Minnesota Vikings camp, um, in May of 2007. Awesome experience. Um, I came in the same draft class as, uh, Adrian Peterson. So that was pretty awesome. I cannot believe he is still playing to One thing that I still remember and to I relate it back to you because, um, when I watched you train in high school, you know, you were just such a physical specimen, not a little bit different than Albert, you know, Albert was making the most of the situation. <laughs> Albert was maximizing his ceiling. There's no denying that. Okay. But the Kembe, you're maximizing my ceiling. I was trying to grow into okay. mine. We'll, we'll say the Kembe <laughs> ceiling was a little higher than Albert's. Okay. And that's putting it as politically correct as humanly possible. Okay. The Kembe, I would watch, and you could probably relate to this. I could watch Adrian Peterson after a practice 
he would put on 135 on his back and he would do box jumps. And I can remember looking at that going, wow, like he makes that look so easy. And then until you put 135 Mm -hmm. and you try to jump off of the ground, you don't know what that is like. I could barely get like an inch off the ground with that extra weight on my back. And, you know, Mm -hmm. he's, he was still playing. So uh, that's pretty, that was pretty cool. But that was my cup of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Twig, what did you guys finish at last year? We were six and five uh, last Wait, year. So. Came out the gates hot. What's that? Came out the gates hot. We came out the right? gates uh, like at War Admiral. Okay. And, and right. we need to finish like more like Seabiscuit. But uh, what I would tell you is, is this is, you know, this team that we took over was two and nine the year before. So just teaching how to win and how to sustain success was a huge, like we opened up with a division one team, Wagner out of the gates and heck Wagner was paying us to play them, you know, two and nine division two PSAC team. We'll give you money to come in there and our players, you know, the old, the old mantra, work hard, compete, do it right. Zero factor line up. Let's do what we had to do. And, and that was a, that was a polarizing win uh, for our po- football program coming out of the gates. And we were at five and zero, oh, um, and then we kind of hit the skids in the meat of our PSAC schedule. And then we went to five and five uh, and our players, you know, you know, put the stick in the ground. So we, listen, we got to win that last game. And uh, they did. So very similar to your to my first year at Pleasant Valley. If you remember that first year yeah, at Pleasant Valley, heck, what, what what were you guys your sophomore year? Your sophomore year, what was the record? I think we were five. I think we finished five and five when Anthony was quarterback. Yeah. What was the right. year before yep. that though? They were that one and one. one and nine. Oh yeah, one and nine. We're one when nine we were sophomores. Yeah. So we were one. Anthony, we were five and five junior mm-hmm. year. Then. Junior year, yeah, you were five and five, right? Senior year. But we we won that last game versus Stroudsburg. If you recall, I, I, we, we, we won that last game. I said to the coaching staff after that Stroudsburg game, your, your sophomore year or your junior year, excuse me. I said, this team's going to be okay. This team is going to, they, they understand now how to finish uh, at five and five. And then the rest is history. What you guys did was, was a tremendous push. So yeah, that was pretty neat. Yeah, you, you touched yeah. on um, I'm, I'm a guy who, who wanted to stop playing. But for the people who don't know, we had a specific player on our team and, and Twig was running the second string QB. Um, <laughs> he was running the offense during practice. And this was three years removed from playing. And he said he, he had hung it up. He flattened <laughs> um, a kid with a block with no pads on. And to this day, that kid, I think he has it as an Instagram bio, right? <laughs> yeah. Look over your shoulder. Twig's mm-hmm. coming. Twig's kind coming. of thing. Yeah. Watch it. Yeah, so I, I don't know if you lost it all. That's why I got all the still desire. You still it's, got the, it. <laughs> it's the guys that talk about it that you don't have to be afraid about. But listen, I'm still I'm still five foot nothing. I'm still a hundred nothing. I love football. Okay, um, and my training isn't as good as it used to be. But every once and again, there's a shade of JT money that that likes to come out. That's it, right? JT so. money. Might so, have to be the name of the episode. Jay, it has to be the name I of the episode. Jay, so money, frosting tips. Um, uh, total pivot twig. Just out of curiosity, from me, from my standpoint, obviously, I know you and your family really well. Um, even though you didn't come to my wedding, it's fine. <clears throat> Who gets married um, in the fall? Who gets married in the fall? 
literally so, everyone. So ridiculous. The spring, summertime, such nice times I mean, of the year. But no, wedding season. The fall. Wedding season is not during the fall. Okay, so I can't call it. And and you should know mm-hmm. if you're gonna put that voodoo on me, knowing mm-hmm. who I am. Okay, you're gonna put that voodoo on me. Okay. He was not thinking. I was a boys of fall. You weren't being considered. Boys of fall I, I, don't get married wow. in the fall. I haven't listened to that song since high Boys school. of Fall no, don't get married in the fall. Now, I will tell you this. You outkick your coverage big time. So whenever yeah. whenever Alexa wanted to get whenever she wanted to get married, that's fine. Okay, because your 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 ceiling. Okay, we can talk about your ceiling all you want. When she wanted to get married, that's fine. I don't hold that against you. But boys in the fall don't get married in the fall. Okay, but you had to do what you had to do. (laughs) So anyway, back to the family. (laughs) How has um, COVID been with Ash? And if you could touch on like why it would have been difficult in the beginning and what it's been like for the family, just because you got a front row seat of a tough situation. couple things I would tell you is number one, uh, you guys know, Miss Twig, um, for the, for the listeners that don't know, uh, you know, my wife is a double lung transplant survivor, uh, cystic fibrosis patient. Um, and we celebrated four years this year. So four years post transplant, um, she had it done at the university of Pennsylvania and, uh, it has been a blessing. You know, she is, she is healthier than she's ever been. Um, she's able to, she works out now. She wasn't working out, you know, before she's able to get up and, and do things that she's never, never, ever been able to do. She is a true inspiration to me and to, to a lot of people of just, uh, the ability to take life one day at a time, one breath at a time. Uh, it's amazing to me what that, that the complete change, uh, COVID has thrown a curveball. There's no doubt denying that. Um, first bit she hadn't been out of the house like we still she, she won't go we, we can't she doesn't go to stores um you know everything from there my daughter Rayleigh Jean uh she's homeschooled right now with 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 Ash and we've just been super uber um you know sensitive and, and very careful you know to to that and you know it's one of those things what yeah I don't want to take freedoms away from other people you know like there's no reason why businesses, you know, can't run their business. But I have a situation at home where I can't, you know, there's just, I, that's, I have to keep them safe. So I need to wear a mask. I need to be very careful. You know, that, that just something needs to happen. I'll give you a great example. Uh, this year I was asked to go on a fly fishing trip to Colorado and it's like a once in a lifetime deal. I'm definitely going. I had nothing going. Wanted to get out of the house, but you're talking out of state travel. You're talking on an airplane. Um, and once you get out there, it's fine. But my wife looked at me, she goes, well, you know, once you come back, you're in a 14 day quarantine. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, no factor. That's, that's what we'll do. So I came back and Albert Dikembe, you'll love this. I came back. I went and got my test and I quarantined in the woods for 14 days camping showering oh, in the in the creek okay um you know complete rogue uh man versus wild outside in the wilderness for 14 straight days that's what you got to do for love it was it was outstanding uh so What'd you eat? What were you eating? Oh, this was this is funny. The first couple, the first couple days, like I was going completely, you know, completely man versus wild. But then, of course, like after that, 
Miss Twig is putting dinner on the porch and I'm walking up and I'm grabbing <laughs> the dinner after that. Um, you know, so after, after like the fifth or sixth day, the Creek showers became like hosed off showers. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it culminated, it culminated my 14 day outside, uh, you know, I'll call it a retreat. It culminated with, we had a huge flood. Okay. And it rained for like three straight days and I'm down in what I call the outpost, the tent and it's near a Creek. And I wake up in the morning, the water's getting high. I go back, I do some work on a, on a laptop. I come back and I open the door of my tent and the water from the Creek is flowing over and it flooded my tent. That was the culmination event was, uh, the, the, the flood that, that kicked me out of my quarantine. So nice. was that the last day? That was actually day 11. And then okay. I slept in the garage for a day, uh, <laughs> the, the garage for a day on a hammock. Oh, the garage was actually the worst sleep I've ever had because I was nervous about, I, I kept waking up because I thought there were spiders. So I just said, you know what? I'm going to sleep on a hammock outside. So you were worried about spiders in the garage. Yes. For some, don't ask me, don't body. ask me why. Okay. Okay. For some odd reason. I, I kept waking up in that garage. Going, well, I can't sleep in here. I get it. And he had 11 days that he could have been in the garage. Because the spiders in the garage also might be different kind of spiders. And garage those, spiders right? you yeah. don't mess with. Yeah. yeah. You don't mess with garage spiders. That's true. Mm-hmm. Notes. Notes. Mm-hmm. Got to take the notes. Yeah, there. It's interesting. Um, <laughs> so funny, man. You still doing cold showers in the morning? So I do. I do. Uh, not just in the morning. I do them uh, whenever I shower. I do cold showers. Um I've, I've gone from, you know, completely cold where just cold the whole time to kind of like a mixture of cold, but the cold showers is a, is a, uh, that is a, a an attitude changer, man. Uh, I got into it a couple of years, uh, two years ago, just taking a cold shower. Uh, just a kooky thing that I do. It's, yeah. I, I, I mean, people talk about that, right? Didn't he used to hold on. Didn't he used to make us have to take cold showers? We did. That was like a thing, right? That like, was a thing. Even though we the had hot water. Did, yeah, the team did use this. It was cold showers, right? You, I, I think, Albert, you were the one, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but about two or three years ago, you sent me David Goggins' Joe Rogan podcast. Oh, I gosh. Did. It was me. That was you. Yeah. Since you sent me that, that was a very polarizing change in the way I see things. Since that time, I've read, I think, every – Goggins book or you know I've, I've listened to most of his stuff callousing the mind um, you know to me that was when you sent me that podcast and I listened to that podcast went back read his book um, I'm going to do the 4448 challenge in in a couple days um, which is what what is that you run four miles every four hours for 48 hours wow Every, oh, so you're not sleeping. I'm not sleeping. You're not sleeping. Oh, no. What's the purpose of that? It's like callous the mind. You heard him. Sometimes, and, I'm gonna, and you know this because you played for me. Sometimes you just have to break barriers that you thought were, were previously unbroken. You have to do something just because you, you have to prove it to yourself. Like coaching Sarah could not swim in water during the month of January. It was too cold. I couldn't believe that. Okay. And now, now 
he might as well be like Michael Phelps swimming across across a, mm. a cold, icy Weir Lake. Uh, but once you prove it once, you should be good to go. And uh, so certain times you have to just break those barriers, in my belief. Now, uh, so what do you think? Like, let's stay on Goggins really quick, because he is someone who's picked up a lot of, I guess, you know, a lot of fame, a lot of attention in the past few years because of his his attitude and mentality. You know, but once again, like we were talking about before, you're someone who we could think embodies a lot of those same, you know, characteristics and traits of Goggins. For right? sure. Like we, we almost, we talk about you the same way as we would talk about Goggins. Absolutely. You know, and when you think about like how you get that to, to get your players to buy into, right? Because Goggins can get random people to buy into it. How do you get your players to buy into that kind of, you were talking about culture and mindset before. How do you get them to want to be the, oh, like the same way? Yeah. How'd you do that to us, man? How'd you, how'd you instill what, what'd you do? How did we you still do it till to, Cause to this a, day. it's a good tip from a leadership, even like a leadership sales role or a, a corporate leadership yeah, role. How, yeah. how did you do it? How'd you instill a bunch of idiot 17 year old <laughs> kids who were honestly yeah. mediocre at best from a talent standpoint and instill that drive and unity? Well, that's like, I don't think there's a magical serum that brings people together. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that there's one single thing that separates a leader from everybody else. In fact, I think there's multiple things. I think that there's so many different, to me, number one, be who you are, be in your skin and be you. You know, that to me, people can, you can smell a fake from a, from a mile away. You know, I could sit here and say, yo, callous your mind, be tough. But if I'm not living that creed, I mean, okay, what Goggins book did you read and you regurgitate, you know? Um, yeah. You know, so number one is, is be who you are because, you know, we're all different. You know, the way Dikembe is going to lead somebody is different than for me. Uh, the way, you know, Albert, you're going to, you know, utilize your, your, uh, your power levels are different than the way I would use them. Um, so that's number one is you can't fake it. Uh, number two to me, um, people don't know, want to, they don't care about how much, you know, you know, like I could have been, you know, uh, Nick Saban walking in the Pleasant Valley and all you guys would have looked at me like, you know, who is this cat? But they want to know how much you care and you better care for your people. You better, you better be there for them. If you're going to tell them to train at this point in time, you better be there. That was, that's what's worked for me. Like right now I have our team training at 9 PM at night to 11 PM at night. Why? Not because that's the optimal time to train because it sucks to train at 11 o'clock at night. It does. Mm -hmm. You know, it's much easier to get up in the morning and do it or do it at four o'clock in the afternoon. But if I'm going to ask our players to train at 11 o'clock at night, well, shoot, I better be there at 11 o'clock at night, you know, and being present and, and being in the moment, I think is huge. I think another thing is, you know, you have to be extremely good at communicating and you communicate differently to different people. And I hope there's a lot of people listening to this that played on the teams that you guys played on, you know, cause the way I'm going to communicate to Albert Linares is different than the way I'm going to communicate to Brent Golot, you know, is different than the way I'm going to uh, communicate to Richie Irving is different to, you know, so knowing your players, letting them know that you care for them, that you will be there for them. will run through a wall. And then the last thing, that's worked for me is this is there's a coaching axiom 
and that axiom is I'm not in it to be liked. I'm in it to be respected. You know, like coaches will say that all the time. I'm not in it to be liked. I'm in it to be respected. That That's great. And I don't like that statement because I would rather have my players love me. You're right. I'm not in it to be liked. Your players should freaking love you. Your best coaches that you've ever had, you love them and you would fight for them. You would go through a wall for them. You would go through a Deegan pick, okay, to get to the hoop if you had to, okay? <laughs> Whatever you had to do, you would go through. You know? That wasn't right. <laughs> but, that wasn't right. He just towed the line. Great point. That, that's it. <laughs> and, um, you know, I don't think there's – you can read. I mean, I think leaders are readers, you know, you, and you could read a thousand books over and over about different leadership styles and you'll pick a little bit, but the, the big thing is let your people know that you care for them, communicate with them. And, you know, the last one is, is you better be able to have those relationships that you can push a young man to the edge. And when he falls back, you catch him. And I don't have the magic answer to that. I just know that when I showed up at Pleasant Valley, people told me that that was going to be the greatest mistake of my life was going to Pleasant Valley. It ended up being the greatest thing that ever happened because I met so many great people and uh, learned so much about coaching. It was awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because the other day we were talking about, I think I texted one, one of our group chats, uh, the phrase that you had posted up on the stage the first day that you got to Pleasant oh, Valley. Did. that's right. When you called everybody down to the office or down to the um, auditorium over the loudspeaker, you know, said, Hey, if you plan on playing football next season, or if you've played this season, come down to the auditorium. Now walked in, what do you see straight across the, the stage? I mean, it could have been read two ways, right? Opportunity is now here. Or opportunity is nowhere. is nowhere. And you stood there and you asked, you asked everybody, you're like, what do you see up here? And there were, there were different answers, you know? And I think like you were saying from there, like it really showed not only how communication is so important, right. And how you get things through to individual players, but also how you can come in and with your leadership ability, change an entire culture because we did not have a winning attitude. Absolutely not. You know, we were, we were the players that kind of just, you know, no disrespect to their players. We just kind of showed up, you know, went through the motions said, okay, there's a game at the end of the week. You know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. You know, practice is fun. Okay. You're kicking it with your friends but there wasn't really a winning attitude. And then from, from there on out, it was, you know, you're showing up to the weight room at a certain time. You're not showing up there with headphones on because you're listening to the music that's playing over the speakers, right? Like you're going to lift with the team. Like you're going to be there. You're going to be present with the team. Right. And it, it, it really is so crazy to just sit there and think about how that really did just change us all. Yeah. And how it just brought us all together. And I think that's one of the things, you know, I, I give credit to keeping us together now because some of the name, the names you just named there, Brent, you know, Richie Deegan, like we still talk to these people on a daily basis, you know, these are our brothers and it's, we, we, we wonder how can you instill that in, in, in other people, right? Like random people, mm -hmm. like where the country is right now, you know, people are very tense. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of just animosity between people and just who just have differences, you know, and people aren't trying to see, Oh, how can I come together? You know, how can we find the opportunity to like, where's the opportunity now, mm -hmm. you know, for, for people with differences to come together? How, 
How does how do we do that? What's amazing, Dikembe, is you, you just talked about our first team, our first team meeting. You talked about um, bringing a team together, and the question that that I would pose to you is: Was it Jimmy Terwilliger walking in there that changed those people, or was it the opportunity that to get people together for a common cause? Like here, here's what I would tell you: is the best teams you know, their player run the, you know, and what coaches, what makes great coaches, what makes great leaders is being able to get to those barriers, break them down and then be able to move forward and create, create higher, higher levels of, of success. Uh, and that's, that's what great coaches do. Great coaches find a way to get people to believe, know, and have faith that they can do more than they previously thought. Um, and that's something opportunity is now here. That wasn't something that, that, uh, you know, innovative, something a coach told me. That's where it comes mm-hmm. back to your best coaches that you love. You learn from you write notes down. And I would challenge every young person that's going to be in a leadership role, being in, to write things down, to make it their own um, and be able to, to find a way to, to be able to advance their own X. Um, and then you made mention of, you know, where our country's at right now. A country's not a football locker room, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it was, man, this would be, it would be euphoria, you know, in a football locker room. It's a, it's, it's a safe, it's a safe place. You know, like in a football locker room, you all have, you all have a, a, a common cause. We want to win a championship. We want to be great on the football. So you have a common goal. The, the, the goal is to get people more on that board. And the more guys you have rowing the boat in the same direction, okay, the better your team's going to be. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And then that's, the, that's a big thing. Our country this year more than ever has been so divided on so many fronts. I've learned in, in this, this time for me, it's been very difficult because our team is 72% men of color. And uh, for me, you know, being able to relate, you know, walk a mile in, in our players' shoes has been, you know, one of the most rewarding, but yet one of the most challenging details for me. I've had to, I've had to open my eyes, read more, listen more, be trained more, to be there for people and be supportive of people. Um, you know, one thing that I've, I've seen this, this summer is, you know, when it first came out, there's, there's the Black Lives Matter. And then, you know, you have a bunch of people that are, that are really set black lives matter. And then you have people pulling back. Well, all lives matter. And no, 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 no. Like it's not that we're saying all lives don't matter. It's the old saying that in a neighborhood, you know, when that there's a house on fire, you know, it's not affecting the whole neighborhood. We got to get more people, you know, to come to the, to the rescue of the people whose house were on fire. And this summer we learned that it was uh, it, black lives were on fire, you know, with some of the racist policies, some of the some of the uh, police brutality. And it took me a hard time to be able to relate and be able to, you know, be there for our players. And that comes down to good leaders. They got to know you care. They got to know that you're there for them. You have to be there, you know, through thick and through thin. And I've had some great conversations 
And I hope that this next generation of not only players, but people have an understanding of, you know, how can we make the world like a football locker room? How do you have a leader that comes up? How do you have a president that comes up and says, hey, opportunity is now here. And you have people pushing in the same direction. How do we do that? It starts with love. It ends with love. There's no denying that. In between it, like I said before, somewhere between raising hell and amazing grace. But you got to get to that process. And it gets to breaking barriers. You have coaches there that can, can help you. But we need more people pulling the boat in the same direction. Easier said than done, you know, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, um, that's awesome, man. I, I mean, we were with you. That was one of the purposes of, of doing this. So mm-hmm. if, if you notice at the bottom of the logo, uh, just being 100% transparent at the bottom of the first sip logo, there's a red line and there's a blue line. And there's a reason for that. Um, me and Dikembe at times stand on different sides of the aisle and we want to touch on different things and grow together. And the only way to do that is out of love. Mm-hmm. That's it. And listening to each other and moving forward. Um, because like you said, now more than ever, the opportunity is now here mm-hmm. to all row the boat in the same direction. Um, but we don't want to take up too much of your time, man. So unless you got anything else for us. Well, I got, I got a few few things I'd like to ask you. I mean, you guys fired away at me. What was one sure. thing you took away <laughs> from your experience uh, playing you know, on a football team that impacted who you are as people and, and, and running your businesses today? You go first, D. Mm, that is that is a great question. Um, and I think we kind of talked about it a little bit a little bit earlier in the in the interview, but it's just the ability to be a self-motivator, a self-starter, you know, being able to show up day after day, not because someone is telling you, you know, that you have to show up, because sometimes once again, being, you know, running your own business, you know, being an entrepreneur, being even, you know, someone who's just going to the gym or trying to stay on a plan, right? You have to be able to show up each and every day without somebody trying to hold you accountable, hold yourself accountable. And the years that we've spent, you know, under your leadership, you know, and the years after, you know, just staying in communication with you guys, I think it's something that we've been able to take away is that everything that you guys have done, you've been able to just show up day in and day out, right? With the same attitude, the same mentality, and like you were saying before, you you do it right the first time. You work hard, you know, and you you do it with a level of care and passion that other people will start picking that up from you. And it's something that I, you know, I see it from Albert, you know, I try to do it myself on a daily basis, you know, when I go into the office, because I think if you can do that on a daily basis, other people start picking it up and it will start making your environment, your culture around you much more successful, you know, and who, who doesn't want to win? You know, oh, yeah. That, yeah. So. Yeah. For me, man, it was, um, I mean, we, we had the, the mutter training also and the go ruck <laughs> training that I partook in with you on the outside. And I think the biggest thing for me, um, was the unity that came under you. Um, like you said earlier, when you have a good coach and you have a good leader, you will fight for them. We were all ready to die, man. The, the whole team was ready to go for war because we couldn't let the coaching staff down because that's, what you guys instilled in us was that desire to succeed or else you'd let the person down next to you. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is a trait that is so admirable is instilling that desire to not let the man next to you down. 
because people always think about, I'm going to further myself. I'm going to take a step forward for myself. No, if I don't do this perfect, if I'm not in the weight room at 730, the Kembe doesn't get better. Mm-hmm. So to instill that in a group of kids, um, that has stayed with me forever. My desire to further myself so that the team around me moves forward is a, is an unbelievable trait that I can't get back. And it was that I can't, I couldn't have gotten without from what we did. And, that, and that's where it's Do you from. think that that ends in high school? No, absolutely not. No, it carried, it's still carried on to us. I mean, the, there was a level of, and just from that team. And I know multi, I still keep in touch with so many kids that were on that team. And this all dials down to leadership. They're all doing phenomenal things. They're all successful. And it transcended. This is the craziest thing. It transcended outside of our group and our group of friends that dialed in focus from the football group emanated to other sports. And it was the year of the bear. And I don't care what you say, man. I mean, it, I think, and they, they will all probably knock this. I think it came from the football locker room, the energy. And that boils down to leadership. It ran through like a virus, bad time to say that word, but it ran <laughs> through the school and that's an insane. You need to so. find as many culture drivers as humanly possible. Then, you know, uh, what I would tell you is that doesn't stop in high school. We need more leaders outside, you know, in, in businesses. When you work, walk into your office, okay, you understand that you, you bring a certain level of power every single day. Um, and you have the ability to shape and mold people. And you start small. And you continue to build. That's what our country needs right now is better leaders, people that have played on sports teams that have that, 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 that power, that have that, have that culture, have, have the energy to change. We need more of that. Uh, so are you saying Tom Brady, 2024, is that where we're my, going? Listen, he'd get my vote. Give me somebody, give me somebody like in all jokes aside, um, you know, like I was listening to a Rogan podcast where they were saying Dwayne Johnson and Jocko Willink, you know, or, you know, or, 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 or one of those. Guys. I'd be all on board. You know, leadership. Yeah. Okay. Is leadership. It's, we talk about the rock. It's, time. Yeah, we'd love to see that. it's bringing people together. It's respecting and being loved. And, and I think we have, don't get me wrong. Every head coach, every leader has to have some political bone. You're just dealing with too many different types, types of people to not, Mm -hmm. to not be able to, um, you know, keep everybody happy. So you have to have a little bit of that, but career politicians and, you know, people that are in it, you know, give us true leadership, give us people, you know, who, you know, were, you know, when's the last time, a war veteran, a battle general was our president, was our, was, was the commander in chief. You know, to me, leadership is leadership. We need those more on the front lines. And I take my job very seriously here at East Stroudsburg, as I did when I was at Pleasant Valley, because my life's, my personal legend isn't to be a great football coach. Um, they're not going to put my winning loss record uh, on my gravestone. I can promise you that. My personal legend is to develop young men through the game of football to make positive impacts on people. And if you can do that, if the Kembe Smith and Albert Linares make positive impacts on people, well, then my legacy lives forever. You know, and that to me 
is, is that's winning forever. So I think a lot more people have to be on board with that. They got to play, they got to go through it. It starts with you. Um, and that's a huge bit. I'm very proud to have coached you guys, but I'm also extreme. I'm even more proud of what you're doing and making your, your, an impact in your local community and uh, growing that local community into a, uh, a bigger, bigger stage. So I'm really proud of that. Does that mean you hear that? We're making an impact. I'm not, pr- I'm not proud of your 40 time though, Albert. That was, that was, I don't know why we had to go back. We're going to find we somebody who it. can make an impact on his 40 time. That's what hey, we're going to do. I know the head, I know the head strength coach at the university of Albany. Can oh, do you? We would love to have him on. Yes. Yeah. He he's too busy for us. We asked him a couple of times to come on, but um, he's a little busy right now. The so. He's too busy. He's been asked. We don't have, we all have the same 24 hours in the day, right? Preach it, man. You would think. We all have the Preach. same 24 hours. Yes, we do. You know, this morning, you know, did I miss church service to come and talk with you guys yet? Well, yes, I did. But that's because this is church. You know, seeing seeing Dikembe wow. and Albert, okay, I feel closer to the big man, big man above. Preach. Preach it. That's, Preach that's it. Big, yeah, so you tell you so. tell uh you know Irving, okay, he was number twenty one, right? You tell twenty one. That he needs that he needs to make the time. Hmm. I'm, I'm, the message is going to be heard loud and clear, okay. and that's perfect. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, but with that twig, um, that's all we got, man. We got to call it just because um, we're running out of time here. So I appreciate it a lot. You, we, I truly do. I thank you so much, man, for doing this for us. This is huge. Anytime. And if you ever want to go part two with me and Triolo on, okay, you let me know. But if you know, take it to the bank, you, you can take that to the we bank. Need, we need the one big of those oak. conversations. Yeah. We need that. So maybe a fly, a fly fishing episode with the big oak right. also down the road. I'm gonna, you need a censorship for that, pal. That's you, fine. You, okay. You need censorship for that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Got to let people know early. Hey, proud of you guys, man. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, man. We'll talk to you soon. I'll, t- I'll, uh, I'll catch up with you later. All right, see you, man. See you, too. Thanks, Coach. So, touching on three things, Dikembe, three takeaways that we know can make people feel good. Number one, they know tomorrow, coming to them live, is an episode with JT Money, a leadership masterclass. JT Dollar Signs. JT Dollar Signs, Coach Jimmy Twig, a leadership masterclass. Say it twice because this lays the groundwork of how to be great getting this for free for free number two the weather change man birds are singing bro i have not been this happy since spring 2020 it is beautiful it's one of those days when you walk out of the door and you just big smile big breath big smile i'm telling you i don't understand anybody who says they enjoy cold days well you have seasonal depression that might also be true, it is but true. we're not talking about me right now. We're talking about people who enjoy the cold, okay? <laughs> so let's not make this about me, okay? It's not a podcast about the Kembe. It's a podcast about people and their weird obsessions with cold weather. Yeah. I, AJ. I, I think days like today are, are days when you you don't understand how people like the cold. I don't. I walked outside and I, I was literally happy. Yes. Instantly happy. Yes. A very warm feeling. What else made you happy today, Kembe? Oh my gosh. We were talking about JT money. Well, listen, we found Jimmy with the money. Jimmy with the stimmy. Listen to that. Listen to that. Man. Voice pick up. <laughs> so excited. Man. 
They approved it. Mm-hmm. They got it through. They got it through. This is why everybody voted for him. Yeah. Oh, jeez, <laughs> dude. Oh, my God. So, do you, do you know any details on it? I don't, obviously, because you're more in Yeah, we're getting it. 1400 Oh, dude. Don't spend it all in one place. Unless you already got it like that, then you're not getting any money. Um, You know, that was a part of some of the adjustments. Let's get serious here for a second. Some of the adjustments, you know, they wanted to lower the the cap on, you know, let's say single income earners, uh, families and things like that. But also there seems to be an increase on the child tax credit that people are going to be receiving. They took out the $15 minimum wage, which we talked on about in an earlier episode. We think that's something that, well, I think that's something that should be done on a state by state level. Right. And we talked about a later time. Let's not try to rush this because mm-hmm. I always worry about the repercussions, like what happens after. Sure. So back to the 1400, because I know that's all people really care about. That is 100 percent. The only thing people nobody. Care about. Ca- OK, let me not say nobody cares about anything else. Yes. You know, the businesses are getting money. This is great. We're getting funding for education. These other things are also great. But come on now. Like, let's be real. 1400. Where are you guys going to buy? <laughs> Tell me what you're gonna buy. Why don't you tie what your didn't what didn't your uh, wreck of the week tie into to a little money incentive also? Your content wreck of the week, where you were talking about it, it yeah, like a money driver. And I wonder what this says about me and my personality, huh? What is because it? that's my content wreck. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if people have seen this movie yet, uh, Persona, on HBO Max, but I started it, and it is. It's very interesting. It makes me want to go and take one of these tests and see what my, I mean, what it says about me. You know, maybe, Albert, you know, have you ever taken a personality test? So, you know, you know very well, Dikembe, that I have taken multiple personality tests. What is it? What assessment do, says what do my they life usually, in sales. What do they <clears> usually <throat> say about you? Um, as of late, if, if I, not that I have, but if I were mm. to have taken a sales assessment recently, um, a disc profile, if you will, was, was one of them. Mm. I'm categorized as a high category persuader and conductor. Wow. Yes. The first line of the paragraph said Albert has a strong ego. <laughs> I don't think they're accurate at all. Honestly, <laughs> I don't think they hold any. Accuracy. Really? You yeah. know, and that's nope. what, you know, the movie was talking about that because they were saying that if people really take that to heart, that might determine whether or not you get the job. Yes. You know, might determine your incentive, your compensation in the future. I'll tell you what, though, man. Th- Imagine so, that. So there are a lot of free assessments. My content record of the you. week is there actually are some like free type <clears throat> assessments online. Mm-hmm. And they're pretty accurate. And they like for from an improvement standpoint and a mm-hmm. self-betterment standpoint, which we love to touch on every week. Um, take a free assessment online and answer honestly. And it'll give you feedback on what you should address if you're going to interview, if you're in the workspace in the workplace or how you engage with others in the workplace, how you engage with your friends, your family. Um, there's a lot of cool free stuff online guys that hopefully me and the can make a touch on moving forward because one free is dope Two, when you can just self better yourself in like a 10 minute assessment and change the conversations moving forward. Yeah. It's a win. I'm going to go take win. I'm going to go take it uh, right now. You should. I'm going to go figure out just how, just how great I am. Sure. Man, that's probably not a good thing to say. No. Yeah, it's that definitely going to say you're humble, That probably quiet. doesn't mean good things. Not that you like to talk a lot. Uh, that won't be touched on. I don't like to talk a lot. No. No. We if I'm around we people, didn't start a podcast. If I'm around people, I, mm, I mean, if I'm around people I don't like, I'm not talking. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I'm not talking. Um, but hey, man, what a phenomenal episode. 
this was great. Yes, this this was this made me feel good, and we hope it did the same for everybody. You might here. have to start charging people. No. What? You, so I should not finish that OnlyFans profile. With that being said, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm gonna and have to as always, that. as always, enjoy the first sip.